Romans chapter 1. We're looking at the importance of, of Thanksgiving in the life of, of God's people. We took sort of a, uh, like a quick tour, you know, that 30,000 foot, you know, view of, of Thanksgiving in the Bible where you, you know, you just see Thanksgiving everywhere. It's in, in every situation from sacrifices to the, to the priesthood to the everyday lives of the people. Thanksgiving's all over the Bible. It, it, it's, it's everywhere and not, and not just sort of in the background. The Bible actually makes the point of, if you want to put it in the background, it's like, no, I'm going to pull it to the, to the forefront. Uh, so we saw that, that Thanksgiving is everywhere. Then seeing the, the importance of Thanksgiving, last week we started uh, to dig into the specifics of, okay, so we know Thanksgiving is everywhere, but what does the Lord teach us uh, about Thanksgiving? And we saw that last week Thanksgiving isn't just something you see in the Bible, and we're supposed to just learn by example, that Thanksgiving is commanded for the Christian, that Thanksgiving is commanded in the Bible. God commands us to give Thanks that that Thanksgiving is is given sort of minor significance by, by us oftentimes, but but actually, uh, when you look at Thanksgiving, uh, it, it's a command for us to do. Uh, we think of Thanksgiving as a nice thing to do, sort of as manners, right? It's just polite. You should you should be thankful. The Lord's given you a lot. You should say thanks. So just be be polite. Uh, but Thanksgiving is something God commands us that we that we must do. It was commanded in worship. It was commanded uh, because it was God's uh, due. It was commanded for all Christians in, in all situations. Remember, all the time for for all things and all we do and in all circumstances and and all in the name of Jesus. All 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 repeated. Uh, that's the the word most consistently uh, that God attaches to this idea of Thanksgiving. If you see the command to be thankful, you're almost always going to see God put the word all uh, somewhere around that uh, so that we won't, again, think that Thanksgiving is a minor thing. Something we should always be doing all the time in all situations, uh, no matter how dire. Our job today, though, is to do the opposite of that. Our job today is to see the dark side of Thanksgiving. We've seen that the importance of Thanksgiving, that the, the people of God are to be thankful for, for everything and for everyone in every situation, every day, all things, all, uh, all situations, all the time. But what if they're not? What if we're not thankful in all like we're supposed to? What if we're commanded to do that, commanded to be thankful at all times? And you're not thankful at all times. What if you're commanded to be thankful for uh, all peoples, uh, but you're not? What if you're commanded to be thankful in all situations, but you're not? We've seen how important Thanksgiving is. Now let's see how bad it is to be unthankful. So we've seen the, sort of the good side, the positive side of it. Be th- like people, are, the people in the Bible are always thankful, and God tells us, be thankful all the time. Now we're going to see what happens and what God says about a people who are unthankful. Uh, the, the key today, what we want to see is that us, us being unthankful isn't just a character flaw that we sort of need to work on. Uh, unthankfulness is ungodly. Uh, it is damnable and it is deadly. It's a sin and it's a grievous one. And so that's what we're going to look at today, that we might purge it from our lives. That's our hope by the end of the day, that we would purge unthankfulness. That just as we've seen Thanksgiving is a great thing, I should have that in my life. It's commanded, I must have it in my life. Now we're going to see unthankfulness is a horrible thing that by the end of today, hopefully you're asking the Lord to search your heart and remove any unthankfulness 
uh, from it and, of course, confessing any that's been there uh, before. So today, let's see the the danger of unthankfulness. Let's stand reading Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Uh, and after uh, we, we read this, we'll do our new, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Uh, but let's read Romans 1, uh, 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Uh, All the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. All right, you may be seated. We've, we've seen, again, the importance of thankfulness. Now let's look at the, the danger that we see here. Let's see how and why unthankfulness is a, is a big problem. Again, goal today is that we'll leave here uh, thinking that being unthankful is not an option for the Christian, that it's not something like, that we just go, oh, well, that's just sort of my spiritual, the, the, my spiritual struggle, but instead that we'll hastily and fervently ask the Lord uh, to remove any unthankfulness and hastily and fervently repent of any unthankfulness that has been there. So so first let's see about being unthankful. Being unthankful is a common temptation. Being unthankful is a common temptation, one that you need to watch out for. Okay, Christians, it might be a surprise, even though we've seen it all over the Bible, that Christians are giving thanks all the time. There might be a time where Christians are tempted to be not thankful. So what does unthankfulness look like? What is unthankfulness? Well, there's really two types of unthankfulness that you can generalize them as. One is an active unthankfulness, being actively unthankful. This is like what we saw in Romans chapter 1. Just refusing to give God thanks. So there's an active unthankfulness that says, I'm not going to thank him. I'm not. And that we saw that in Romans 1. Even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. Okay, so the, the world has no desire. They're not going to do it. They're not going to thank God. Even though they know he deserves the honor. Even though they know him, he's taught them about himself. They say, I will not of all things, I will not honor you and I will not thank you. It's an active unthankfulness. I'm not going to do it. But there's another way to be active, another perhaps more common way that we might show, which is hopefully none of you are like, I am not thanking you, God. Uh, But another way we might actually be actively unthankful uh, that is more common to us is grumbling and, and groaning. Grumbling and complaining. That's another way to be actively unthankful. I love those words in the original language because they're very expressive words. They're, they're basically, the meaning to all of them is basically just going, ugh, uh, in our situation. Uh, like we saw with the, the Hebrews, it, it's, like, it's like, a teenage, like a teenage kid putting their foot down and saying, no, I won't go any further. I won't do it. Uh, that's the idea behind, behind the word, the, the groaning uh, idea there. The Bible warns us about the unthankfulness of grumbling. Maybe the chief example is the people of Israel. Right after the the Exodus, God rescued them from the mightiest foe in the world at that time. And yet instead of being a thankful people, what do they do? They grumble. Feeds them bread from heaven, they grumble. You get all sorts of examples of, of, of God doing great things that we should respond with thankfulness. And instead, we respond actively with grumbling. 
So you can, uh, you, you can see the, the danger, one danger of being actively unthankful is to be grumble, a grumbler, uh, a complainer. Another example of active unthankfulness in the Bible is covetousness. So what's another, what's another, so how can I struggle with Thanksgiving? One way is just say, I'm not going to thank you, God. Hopefully you're not doing that. Another way that you might be actively unthankful that you've got to be aware of is grumbling, complaining, groaning about what, what you don't have, you know, uh, grumbling about what you don't have. Uh, and with that, uh, tied to it is covetousness, to, to burn up with a desire for something that you don't have. Yeah, I really want that. And so one way to be actively unthankful is to look at the things you don't have. And instead of, instead of seeing all that you do have and thanking God for it, you're just consumed. Uh, that's that, 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 that the word for covetousness in the New Testament is epithumia. Like you're on fire for that thing. You're consumed with thinking about what you don't have. If you are consumed with what you don't have, instead of being thankful for what you do have, that's covetousness. And it's an unthankfulness. And again, this isn't just possessions either. This isn't, when the Bible warns us about covetousness, it's not just warning us about the possessions that people have. You can be covetous in the life that someone else has. You can burn up because you wish that your life was like theirs and they've got it so easy and you don't know all, all this. And so there can be a covetousness, not just of things. Like you might not look at their cars or their, or their houses or their jobs or whatever and say, oh, I want that, I want that. But you can look at the lives of people and covet those. I mean, uh, social media is a, is a creator of covetousness. Uh, and if you allow yourself to burn up with what you don't have and what you wish you did have, you are being actively unthankful. Instead of thanking God, what you're actively doing is thinking about all you don't have. So you grumble. And if you don't grumble, you covet. You see, and you're burning up with that. So that's an active unthankfulness, but there's also a passive unthankfulness. You can be passively unthankful. Uh, this is the danger the Bible talks about, the danger of not remembering. You know, I always feel bad. I, am the, I have the worst memory uh, in terms of little things. I can remember random factoids that will do me no use in everyday life, but uh, Leslie asked me to do something like to, hey, can you take that jar of granola and put it in the car? And I'll say yes. And I can go the whole day and never remember that she said to do that. Uh, and so I, this is why if you know me, I have like phones and electronic devices set to remind me of these things. If you're talking to me about something, I'll get my phone out and start typing it in because I know I will forget uh, the things that I, that I need to do. But for us as Christians, we can be unthankful by just forgetting God. You're, you're not actively being unthankful. You're not, you're not grumbling. You're not complaining, but you're also not actively being thankful. The, the danger of not remembering. Think, for example, Deuteronomy chapter 6. We see the warning here, Deuteronomy 6.10. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant, so all the things that have been given to you, thanks for the giving. And when you eat and are full, then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. This isn't an active unthankfulness that God is warning them about. This is just forgetting. This is a passive unthankfulness. This is just not remembering. Hey, did you build that house? No. 
It was here when we got here. Hey, this cistern's awesome. It's got so much water in it. Yeah, way better than living in bags. Uh, like this, so, so thankful. Uh, all this stuff. Yeah, instead, forgetting, hey, how did we get this? The Lord gave them to us. Instead, what do you do? You forget. The, the irony is that un, unthank, the, un, the unthankfulness of, of forgetting is often born from blessing. And that's what he said here. You, when you, you do this and you eat and you're full and you, you forget God. It's funny, the very things we should be thankful for are sometimes the things that can lead to our unthankfulness. We've got, it, we've got so much stuff, we got it so easy. We just forget about God. This is why the writer in Proverbs says, you know, I ask you not to give me neither poverty nor riches. It's one of the dangers of riches is, is I ask, who's the Lord? Who's he? Deuteronomy 32.15 says this, uh, Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You grew fat, Stout and sleek. Then he forsook God who made him and scoffed at the rock of his salvation. So the Lord provided for his people. They grew fat and sleek. They would have, they would have won the, you know, the pony show of the Middle East. Uh, but, in, but they had forgotten the Lord. They'd forgotten him. They were fat and sleek and stout because of what he had done, and yet they forgot him. You may, you may not be a grumbler, you may not be a complainer, and, and you may even be shocked when someone else says, right? I, I can't believe he's saying what he's saying. I can't believe she's complaining uh, about this. But if you are yourself not actively thanking God, then you can be just as guilty of unthankfulness, just as guilty of a passive unthankfulness as the person who is actively unthankful, as the person who is grumbling and complaining. Being unthankful simply by not being thankful. You might not be complaining, but you're also not thanking. And so it's a very common temptation. Can hit you, can hit you actively as you're just do, and you know that as you're grumbling or complaining or coveting, you know that, but it can also be something that passively leeches into your life when you just forget. But that's still an unthankfulness, and it will lead to sin. So there are many ways that you and I can be guilty of, of unthankfulness, but but unthankfulness, even though it is common, is anything but a common sin. It may be, it may be common in the, in the way that it's something that everybody might uh, struggle with, something done by many people. But it's not common in Scripture and that it is never seen as a respectable sin. It is never seen as something to just sort of shake your head and go, I can't believe I did that again. Or, man, I'm the worst at being, at being unthankful. Just sort of a, a sin to be embarrassed by, but not really grieved by. We can look at the, the call for us to be thankful and we can see Thanksgiving all over the Bible and we can actually end up making unthankfulness sort of a respectable sin. A sin that we would be okay going, well, yeah, I need to work on that. Unlike other sins, like if you, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm, I'm committing adultery. I really need to work on that. It's really probably the thing I should eventually stop doing. Oh, I'm a big fat liar. 
I should probably work on not lying. You know, I'll work on that. You know, hey, everyone's, everyone grows at their own pace. Uh, you know, uh, but we, don't, we can't. And, but what's, what's tempting is to do that with unthankfulness. We can see all of this about giving Thanksgiving all the time. And you could have read it last week. All the things where it said, you have to be thankful. The Lord commands you to be thankful all the time in all things, all that you do, all in Christ, all, 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 all. You can see that. And yet last week have not been convicted in the times during the week when not only were you not thankful, you weren't thankful all the time. We can be okay with that. But if we saw a verse that said, hey, be faithful to your wife all the time, you wouldn't say, well, I'm faithful to my wife some of the time. Once a year in November on a Thursday, I get, I'm very faithful, right? Like we do with Thanksgiving. Once a year, on Thanksgiving, on that Thursday, I really tell God all that I'm thankful for. And I talk to my kids about how important it is to be thankful. But the rest of the week, it's crickets. Or the rest of the year, even, it's, it's crickets. We can do that with Thanksgiving. Uh, we can make unthankfulness a respectable sin. One that we're okay not having. Hopefully today, what we're going to see in Scripture is that the Bible is going to tell us that being unthankful is an abominable sin. Especially for a believer. That it, it, it's a dangerous sin for us and for our children. So let's see. Let's see the danger of unthank. We see this is common, a common temptation. Let's see the danger of unthankfulness. First, unthankfulness is a mark of rebellion. To be unthankful, unthankfulness is what marks the life of those who are rebels against God. We saw this in Romans chapter 1. Romans 1, Paul's talking about the ungodly, the unrighteous works of of those who are rejecting God, who are suppressing the truth. And and what is one of the things practiced by rebels against God? I mean, we know to turn to Romans 1 for, for like Pride Day and turn to Romans 1 on all these other things. But, you know, of, of, course, of course, you've got things like false worship. You've got things like they're following their lustful passions. You've got murder. You've got gossip, inventing evil things. That's it. Rebels against God, they do that. Something we would expect that. But what is one of the other characteristics that define those who are rebels against God? They do not thank him. You've got all this list of things that we go, whoa, those are heinous sins. Those are really bad and tied in that really bad sins. Not in a way that's supposed to make us go, huh, that seems odd. That one doesn't seem so bad. Thrown just as, as, as grievous and horrible as the other is the sin of not thanking God. Romans 1.21, even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give Thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Unthankfulness is a sin of the damned. Unthankfulness is what the damned do. This is one of the reasons that last week we saw that Thanksgiving isn't just something that some Christians do, but Thanksgiving is for all Christians. A Christian is a thankful person because the unrighteous rebels against God. They are characterized by a life of unthankfulness. And there's no part of the life of rebels against God that should be present in the life of a Christian. Would you be okay with any of the other things from Romans 1 being in your life? You go through Romans 1, are there any other things in those lists that you'd be okay with? then don't be okay with unthankfulness. Don't be okay with unthankfulness being in your life. See it as what is the fruit of a rebellious heart. And so then stamp it out if you see it in your own. 
If the unrighteous are empty of thanksgiving, then you, when reading that, should say, then I will fill my life with thanksgiving. If the unrighteous are characterized by they don't thank God, then you should go, I want to be as far away from that as possible. And so I'm going to thank him. I'm going to fill my life with thanksgiving. So uh, unthankfulness is a mark of rebellion. Uh, The next thing is being unthankful. So being unthankful is is a mark of a rebellious heart. Being unthankful is disobedience. And what we can do is we can think that being unthankful is just not being obedient, but actually being unthankful is being disobedient. And this builds off again what we saw last week. Thanksgiving isn't just a good idea for us as Christians. It's not just good manners. God commands it of us. God commands us to be thankful. We saw 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We saw, or, or what about, oh, what about this one? What about 1 Chronicles 23, 30, and 31? Let's think, let's think, about, let's think about Thanksgiving in light of this passage. 1 Chronicles 23, 30, and 31. And they were to stand every morning. Let's talk about the Levites. They were to stand every morning thanking and praising the Lord. And likewise at evening. And whenever burnt offerings were offered to the Lord on Sabbaths or new moons or feast days, according to the number required of them regularly before the Lord. So here you've got Levites commanded, just like we're commanded. We're commanded to give thanks always in all circumstances. Uh, This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We're, we're, We're commanded to do that. Here we see the Levites commanded to also give thanks. Now, let's imagine, because we cut ourselves way more slack than we would expect to be cut here. Let's imagine, how do you think God would respond if the Levites, who were commanded just like we were, if the Levites, who were commanded to make sure God is being thanked, hey, Levites, give thanks. How do you think God would respond if the Levites just decided to not do that? God commands them to do that. Be thankful. Give thanks. And the Levites here in 1 Chronicles 23, they just decide, we're not going to do that. Let's not do that. Let's just ignore that command. We're not going to actively, you know, go against it. We're just not going to do it. It would, like, if we were reading this story in 1 Chronicles 23, and we got to verse 30 and 31, and God commands them to do this, and then verse 32 was, and all the Levites said no. Or all the Levites pretended like God did not say that. It wouldn't have surprised us if we read a story like that and find out that God killed them like Nadab and Abihu style. If, that, if the next verse was 32, God said, them saying, and the Levites said no, we'd be like, oh, I know what's coming in 33. I know what's going to be there. And again, not, not for offering strange fire, fire that, that God didn't command, but for refusing to offer the fire that God did command. If we heard of a group of Levites like that, and we're we're, we're reading this, we'd be like, I don't know, guys. I don't think that's a good idea. Yet that's what God has commanded us to do. God has commanded us to give thanks at all times, a command blatantly and openly. We don't even have to, we don't have to do some roundabout way of saying, and guys, Aren't we all kind of like Levites? Aren't we a a kingdom of... We don't have to do that. 
Because we can say what? God says, hey, all of you in multiple books to multiple churches, give thanks. That's the command. And, and, and all attached to it. God has commanded us to do that. He has commanded us to constantly be thanking him, to have thanksgiving at all times, to read those verses like we did last week, to read those verses and not be thankful, to not be thanking him at all times is disobedience on our part. To not thank him in all situations in all things, isn't just, it's a struggle. It's not just a struggle. It's a disobedience. And it deserves consequences. That we would expect, if we were reading any other story in Scripture, of anybody else openly disobeying the commands of God, we would expect consequences for that disobedience. So when you're not thankful... I mean, when you, and I, when you and I are not thankful, we deserve, we deserve, we read this in Exodus 20, we deserve our iniquity to be visited on us and on our children to the third and fourth generation. Just for not being thankful. That's what we would deserve. So, so don't sleep on not being thankful. If anything, if anything, you should wish that you had missed last week. Because now you know and you can't claim ignorance. Now you saw all the verses last week where God commanded you to be thankful. If you missed last week and you're like, I didn't hear the commands. I, my internet wasn't catching up. I didn't get to, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, like it, but if you heard and we heard the commands of God to do this, where he commands us to be thankful, we can't claim ignorance. You know how important giving thanks is now. You know that from the scripture. And you know that your God has commanded you to do it. If anything, our guilt is now multiplied. We would be more guilty than the Levites would have been in verse 32 of Chronicles. And yet, if they were to say no to God, we would expect something big to happen. And yet, when we are unthankful, we need to realize that is just as much disobedience. When we allow ourselves, when God says, give me thanks all the time and we allow ourselves not to, that is to actively disobey your God. Which is why the Bible tells us that being unthankful is foolish. To not be thankful is actually foolishness. Look at at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, go down to verse 15. It says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And don't be drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart, uh, in, uh, to the Lord in your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So Paul is telling the church here in Ephesians to watch closely their lives, to, to live, to, to walk in a wise way, and to not be foolish. So it begins with, be wise, don't be foolish. Instead, you need to understand what God's will is for your life. 
And then he goes and gives them a list of these wisdom of, of what is wise and not foolish. And he talks about don't be drunk. Uh, instead, be filled with the spirit, which means, you know, worshiping with one another. And also what? Giving thanks. Submitting to one another. To, to give, so giving thanks is part of what Paul describes here as a wise walk, as a wise life. To not have this, he says, is to be foolish. So to not be thankful is to be unwise. It is to be foolish. It is to not understand what God's will is for you and to not understand what happens to people who are disobedient to their creator and to the Lord God, to their king. So to be unthankful is foolish. It is, it is, uh, it is the mark of a rebel. It is disobedience. It is foolishness. To be unthankful is also to be outside of God's will. So why should you not be unthankful? What's the dangers of unthankfulness? It's the life of a rebel. It's disobedience to God. It's foolishness. And it places you outside of God's will. Everyone likes to talk about God's will and and God's will for their life. And and as anyone who knows has talked to me about that subject, uh, I'm normally a a bucket of cold water on that idea. The idea of sort of uh, searching out God's will like some sort of mysterious map for your life. But... Part, part of that, part of the reason I'm a uh, bucket of cold water is because God has revealed his will for your life multiple times. And normally if someone's like, I'm just trying to figure out God's will, I can normally trace it back to the parts that he has said are his will and you're just ignoring it. Uh, and so here we know God has multiple times told us what his will is and, and in multiple areas. And instead what we'd often do is we'd rather, you know, prognosticate like some sort of you know like pious fortune tellers we know God's will because that's what the Bible is giving to us it's giving us the will of God all of it is his will for your life and in the places where God talks specifically about this is my will for your life do you know what is almost invariably there in those places where he says, this is my will for you. This is my will for you. This is, in places where he says, hey, if you want to know what my will is, you know what's almost always there? In the few places that he specifically says, this is my will for all of you. Be thankful. Be thankful. Give thanksgiving. Almost every time that God talks about, this is my will for you. Being thankful is going to be in there. For example, the passage we just looked at in Ephesians 5. What did it say? Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And what is the will of the Lord? He goes down to verse 20. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So don't be foolish. Be wise, know what God's will is, Paul says. His will is is not for you to be drunk with wine. His will is for you to be filled with the Spirit. And what does that look like? Well, praising Him to one another, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another, dressing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. But also what? Giving thanks at all times for all things. That's God's will for you. You want to know what God's will is? He laid it out there in Ephesians. Same thing in 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1618, what do we see? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
What's God's will for you? Well, he wants you to rejoice at all times. Same, same word as when we saw give thanks always. He wants you to rejoice always. He wants you to ask him without stopping. Pray without ceasing. Ask without stopping, without, without going away. But and what, what's, the, what's the next one? And that you would give thanks in all. So, so what's God's will for you? Ephesians, give thanks always. First Thessalonians, give thanks in all. So to be a person who's not giving thanks is to be a person who is willingly outside the very clearly and explicitly revealed will of God. Again, we always like to try and make the, the will of God like some sort of weird roadmap that he hides from us. And we go, oh, I really, I don't want to be outside the will of God. But here it tells us what the will of God is for you, for us. And what is his will? That we would give thanks all the time. And again, it's not that it's, it's God's will for you to be thankful. That's a low bar. What is it? None of those passages does it say God's will for you is just to, just to be thankful. In both of them, it says God's will for you is to be thankful always. Always. It doesn't say God's will. In Ephesians, it doesn't say God's will is give thanks. It's give thanks always. In 1 Thessalonians, it's not God's will for you in Christ Jesus is give thanks. It's that you would give thanks in all. God's will is for you to be thankful always, for you to be thankful in all circumstances. God's will is all, not sometimes, not usually, and certainly not once a year, all. That's God's will for you. So then we got to ask ourselves, are, are you in God's will? That's why this is, then we talk about the will of God here, and, and, and this is why th- uh, unthankfulness is so dangerous to, to not be thankful, is to know you are outside the will of God. You want to know you're outside, am I, am I living out, God, am I outside your will? Well, are you giving thanks all the time? Are you giving thanks in all things, in all things that you go through? Are you giving thanks no matter what you go through, no matter what's going on? That's God's will for you. And you can speculate about all these other areas and you can, you can sort of, you know, play Christian Ouija board with the Bible. But he's told you what his will is. And if you're not giving thanks at all times, then don't pretend that you want to be in his will. Because he's told you what his will is. And he knows now that you know that. He knows that every one of you in here today knows what his will is for you. And it's to give thanks always. He knows that you know. And so when we aren't, then we are doing the foolish thing of intentionally taking ourselves outside of what we know to be the will of God for us. How dangerous is it to be unthankful? If you're not giving thanks, you are outside the will of God for your life and you know it. Which is why the next thing we'll see is that unthankfulness is a grievous sin, especially for Christians. Unthankfulness is a grievous sin, especially for God's people. We know that we know that unthankfulness was a, a mark of, of of rebellion against God, which is why God says that when His people are unthankful, that just compounds the the grievous nature of the sin. Because the lost world is unthankful, and yet you've got His own people filled with blessings, 
you know, fat and sleek and stout in the land he gave them, in the houses that he gave them, in the the cisterns that he gave them, vineyards that he gave them. And so that makes their unthankfulness even worse. It's bad when the rebellious world is unthankful. It's even worse when God's own children are not thankful. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Go down to verses 47 and 48. Moses is laying out blessings for obedience and and curses for for disobedience. And look look at what he says in verse 47 and 48. This is in the disobedience part. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart. Because of the abundance of all things. He's given you all this stuff. Instead of being thankful, instead of being joyful and serving him with gladness, therefore, he says, verse 48, you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst, in nakedness and lacking everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. And what's funny is, as you read it, if you read on, that's not even the end of it. (laughs) That's not even the end of all that's going to go bad. Because you didn't serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness, despite of all the things that you have an abundance of from him. So God has blessed you with so much people. God has blessed you. And instead of being joyous and glad for all that you have, instead of being thankful, you don't just grumble, you disobey. Just just as an aside, let me tell you, this is one of the reasons you should have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a great protection against disobedience. And, and, and it's a great motivator for obedience. The more thankful you are, the more you fill your life with thanksgiving, the less likely you are to be disobedient. And the more likely you are to be obedient. That's a whole nother sermon. Though. But here you've got, a, you've got a grumbling people. I mean, grumbling people, grumbling people are disobedient people. One, because we saw that thanksgiving is a command. And two, because... Because grumbling gives the devil a pretty hearty foothold in your life. And so God tells the people here, because you didn't serve me with joy and gladness, I'm going, you had had an abundance of things and you didn't serve me with joy and gladness. Since you didn't do that, I'm going to take everything from you. Everything that you should have been thankful for. All the stuff that I filled your life with and that should have filled up your heart. I will take it all away until you are destroyed. That's what God tells the people he's going to do because even though he's given them all these things, they're not thankful for it. They continue to disobey. They're not serving him with joy and with gladness. And what's funny is that's not actually, in this in Deuteronomy, when the people are reading this, would not have been shocking to them. This wouldn't have been shocking. Because of what they had already gone through, or the generation before them had gone through, what's already happened before, even before this, even in Deuteronomy, what have they seen? They've seen God already do this with grumblers multiple times. So when he says, hey, you grumble, uh, you grumble, you don't serve me with joy and gladness, I'm going to take it all away. They've seen God do that before. They're like, yeah, we know God, we've read the book of Numbers. We've read in the wilderness. We know what you're going to do. Because what happens after the people grumble? Because of, instead of being thankful that God gave them bread from heaven, 
which seems like an awesome thing. Like if we went into the, if we went into the kitchen today and we're like, hey, we've got a few casseroles and the Lord sent us some bread. Uh, we'd be like, what? Uh, like, okay, I, first on the bread. Who wants to be first on the bread? Instead of doing that, instead of rejoicing that God had given you bread from heaven, he's given you angels food, what do they say? Instead of being thankful, they go, what about meat? Right? They want meat. And what happens to these unthankful people in, in Numbers eleven thirty three? One of, oddly, I think, Zach's favorite stories, these graves of craving. Uh, in number, Numbers eleven thirty three, while the meat was yet between their teeth, before it was consumed, the, the anger of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord struck down the people with a great plague. Because they'd grumbled, because they were not thankful. Unthankfulness among God's people is a deadly, serious sin. It always has been. It always has been a deadly, serious sin. I mean, we're supposed to learn. These, these stories were written down for our instruction. And the instruction for us isn't to go, I'm glad he's not, I'm glad unthankfulness isn't a big deal anymore. I mean, grumbling used to be really bad. I'm glad I can grumble today and that's not going to happen. That's not the instruction we're supposed to get from those stories. We're supposed to see the danger of these sins, even the danger of being unthankful. And that's why we see that unthankfulness, lastly, comes with great punishment. Now, we, we already saw this just a, a second ago, what, what God did. But I want to point out a couple more verses that focus on the, just the greatness of the punishment. It's actually going to get, going to get bigger than what we, we read. We've seen the severity of the sin. But how does God see the severity of the punishment that he does? How, what is, how does he describe the punishment that he brings when people are not thankful? Psalm chapter 50, 22 and 23. Mark this then. You who forget God, lest I tear you apart and there be none to deliver you. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. To one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. So here here in, in Psalm 50, God says there are two types of people. Those who thank me and I save. Who thank me? And they glorify me in it, bring salvation to them. And those who don't, and I tear them apart. Those are the two things. You, you who forget God, you forget, you forget what I've done. So, so those who forget versus those who are thankful. That's the juxtaposition here in Psalm 50. You've got those who forget, and God says, I will don't make sure you do not forget me. Because those who forget me, I tear apart. And so what does he say? And said, those who give thanks, glorify me. Those who order their way rightly, I will deliver them. I will show them the salvation of God. You read that. You read, you read Psalm 50. Yeah, those two groups. Don't be thankful. Grumble. Forget God. Forget what he's done. Just like we saw. So when we're reading about forgetting God, we've got to read that in light of not our definition of what it means to forget God, but what it meant throughout the Old Testament for and the people forgot about God. In their full lands, with their full bellies. With all, I mean, this is, this, is, this is forgetting God in, despite all the blessings that he's done. He says, you do that, I will tear you apart. Which is really not shocking. We're like, oh, he's just going to do what he said in Deuteronomy 28 he was going to do. This is what he said he was going to I'm going to take it all from you until you're destroyed. So which group would you want to be in? 
don't give thanks, forget about God, and he tears you apart, or be thankful, and he saves you. Of course. Or how about 1 Corinthians 9 and 10? What does it say? 1 Corinthians here, this verse obviously was supposed to be in the Old Testament because it has, it has God being serious about sin, right? Uh, look at what it says. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Here we see the threat of the destroyer is again, not just some sort of far off Old Testament threat that we haven't unhitched ourselves from yet. Here, Paul warns the church, don't grumble because when they grumbled and they complained and they weren't thankful, they had to face the destroyer. And so you don't grumble because when your previous brothers and sisters grumbled, they faced the destroyer. The implication is if you grumble, that's what you're going to face because unthankfulness is a grievous sin and God promises it carries a grievous sentence. Even... And especially for the people of God. So, though common, unthankfulness is a dangerous sin. It is a mark of a rebel. It is foolish disobedience of those outside God's will. It is a grievous sin that comes with a grievous punishment. The takeaway of all this is, should be, don't be unthankful. Make sure you are not being an unthankful person. So what uses can we get from this and we'll be done? One, the chief question you should ask yourself is, are you an unthankful person? And maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's you know, not the right. Maybe the right question is, are you a thankful person? Can you, can you say that you are thankful the way that God describes being thankful? Giving him thanks is we've, we've got to be able to give an, an honest diagnosis of ourselves. We've got to be able to have the word of God come to us and reveal to us the great dangers of sin and be able to genuinely look at our lives and analyze and diagnose ourselves as the Holy Spirit is doing and say, am I that or not? Am I a thankful person? as God commands, or am I not? I'm not giving thanks always. I don't give thanks in all things. I don't give thanks at all times in all that I do and all in the name of Christ. I don't. Well, be honest with yourself then. Because you're not, you're not, like when you're asking yourself this question, you already know. Who do you think you're not being honest with? God? God already knows. That's why you're feeling the conviction of this question to begin with. The conviction of you're not that isn't coming from you. It's coming from his spirit, showing you the things in his word and and making you to see yourselves in a way that you might not have seen yourself or that you'd just been comfortable seeing yourself with. Maybe it's forcing you to now go, oh, I I shouldn't be thankful for that. I mean, he he knows who you are before you even knew to ask him who you were. Before you even knew to ask, oh, am I thankful like that? He already knew you weren't. And so we need to be able to be honest with ourselves. Am I a thankful person like the Bible describes? Or am I guilty of being unthankful? So honest assessment of ourselves, where do you fall in that? Are you guilty of foolish 
disobedient, rebellious, damnable, dangerous unthankfulness. Because you don't give thanks all the time. You don't give thanks in all circumstances. You don't give thanks always for everybody and all things. And then the, the next thing is don't downplay that unthankfulness. If Christians, uh, if Christians downplayed this, this unthankfulness, they wouldn't worry as much about being thankful. They wouldn't worry about, I mean, the reason, and we do this, this is why, this is why Christians would be more concerned. We would be more concerned about things like, well, committing adultery than we are things like unthankfulness. We, we level up that, that sin. Christians rec- we recognize that an adulterous life is an, is an ungodly life and that it would be a great sin. But we don't think that an ungrateful life or an unthankful life is a grievous sin. I mean, there, again, there would, be, there would be fear for a Christian who is living a life of lying, but there's very few of us that fear uh, living an unthankful life. If, if one of us were to lie to someone today, we would probably be vexed by that all day. I lied. That feels gross. I can't believe I lied. Ugh. It would eat at you. Just one lie would eat at you. And yet, because we haven't seen thanksgiving as just as important and just as necessary, we can be unthankful for days and weeks and years and never be grieved by it. We can become callous to it. And today I'm telling you, just don't be calloused to unthankfulness. Don't let unthankfulness rob you of all the things that you have. And I don't mean that just like, don't let unthankfulness rob you of just recognizing all the good that God has given you. I'm saying, no, don't let it rob you because God will take it all away. He can take it all away, rightly and justly, and the angels would praise him. If you're living an unthankful life, God can come and take everything that you have as a consequence for your rebelliousness, as a consequence for your unthankfulness, and the angels would say, yes, Yes, Lord, you are holy, you are great, you are, you are good. You are just. God warns his own people, if you are not thankful, I will take it all away. Don't let unthankfulness rob you of the blessings that God has given you. Don't let grumbling sit in your mind. Don't, don't let it even, of course, don't let it come out of your mouth. Realize what the Bible says about these sins. And what God has warned you that he could do if you do them. It's funny. When we allow unthankfulness, unthankfulness or grumble, you want to be a prophet, grumble. Grumble. Because grumbling is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Grumbling is a a self-fulfilling prophecy because the punishment ends up fulfilling the crime. You grumble. You say, I don't have this. I don't have that. You grumble. What does God say? Okay, I'll take everything away. And you go, look, I was right. I don't have anything. Grumbling is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You grumble because of what you don't have, and God gives you what you wrongly proclaim. God turns your lie into a fact. Beware of the dangers of unthankfulness, because it doesn't just rob you of joy. It will rob you of the things God has given you. He warns you of that. He warns you of these dangers of being unthankful, that in the end, you who've been grumbling will actually end up with the thing you said you didn't have. So don't, don't downplay unthankfulness. Be thankful. 
that you have not received what your unthankfulness deserves. One thing we can do today is, is recognize I have been unthankful and yet God hasn't taken everything away. And if you look at your life and you say, okay, I have been guilty of unthankfulness, then one of the ways you can thank God right now is to look at the things that he hasn't taken away yet and thank him for them. I mean, God, God can teach you thanksgiving by taking everything away and he hasn't. He's taught you thanksgiving today. He's taught you the importance of being thankful. He's taught you the dangers of unthankfulness and yet he hasn't done it by getting rid of everything. So now you get the chance. You see the things that he could have taken them away. He could have taken your children from you. He could have taken your home from you. He could have taken the clothing off your back. Like he warned them in Deuteronomy, I will leave you naked. He didn't. You've been unthankful. That grievous sin, that damnable sin, that dangerous sin. And yet he in his mercy has not taken everything from you yet. So thank him. Thank him that he has taught you the dangers of unthankfulness before you've seen the consequences of unthankfulness in your own life. Thank him for his mercy. Thank him for his grace. Thank him that you have not received what your unthankfulness deserves. Next, rejoice that your soul is safe. These dangers or or consequences of of unthankfulness are not consequences that can cause you to lose your salvation, right? You, you You might lose all that you have. You could even lose your life. But even your great sin of unthankfulness cannot detach you from the love of God in Christ Jesus for you. So I want, you to, I want you to see the grievous nature of your unthankfulness so that you can see God could take all of this away. Everyone that I love, everything that I have, he could take it all away and rightly, but also I want you to see that even that great sin is not going to take away his love for you. Even, even though God were to slay you, even if he were to slay you for your unthankfulness, even if he were to, we were to walk into the, into the fellowship hall and you to not be thankful and the earth to open up beneath your feet in the middle of the fellowship hall and swallow you up. Even if that were to happen, to know that even then your soul is safe because even these great sins have been forgiven by Christ. Your, your inheritance, like you might lose all your earthly possessions, but your inheritance remains untouched, even as your unthankfulness shows you don't deserve it. I mean, what joy to know that even as, you, even as you don't cherish the earthly things that God has given you, that, that, that your unthankfulness is not going to diminish or take away the eternal inheritance that is yours in Christ Jesus. I mean, we are, we are prodigals all. And yet, prodigals that will always make it home in the end. And when we see our unthankfulness and we see that what we deserve is to be like the prodigal and to have nothing, and we see that in the end the Lord always brings us home, and we have that inheritance, see the greatness of unthankfulness and then rejoice that it cannot, it does not touch your soul. It does not affect God's love for you in Christ Jesus. And then, of course, lastly, be thankful. The, the, the greatest protection against all of these punishments is, is simple. Be thankful. I mean, it, it's, it, we can read be thankful in all circumstances, all times, all things. Being thankful isn't hard. It's not hard. In fact, as Christians, it's being unthankful 
that now goes against our nature. Being unthankful was our nature in rebellion, pre-salvation. Now, now, I mean, for us to be unthankful, we'd have to be blind. We'd have to be blind to not be able to thank God at all times. So, so just quit closing your eyes. Open your eyes and see all that God has provided for you. Or, or quit being spoiled by all that God has provided for you. I mean, being thankful isn't hard. It's not hard for us. Look around you. See everything for what it is. See all that you have. And when you see it, you'll be thankful all the time. And then you'll have no reason to fear that grim reaper of unthankfulness. You want to avoid that danger of unthankfulness? It's easy. Be thankful. Just as your Lord commanded you. And just as he gave you the heart to be able to do in Christ. Let's pray. I want to take a moment and just, if there is unthankfulness in your life, confess it now. Confess it to your God and don't be afraid of confessing it. I mean, these consequences that came for the people were consequences that were to teach them about their unthankfulness. He has taught you kindly through the example of these generations, through the examples of your brothers and sisters to tell you, don't grumble and face the destroyer like some of them did. So if you see, ah, man, I have been unthankful or I have not been as thankful as I should be, confess that. He already knows it. You're not going to reveal it. I mean, the the, the fact that you feel his confession, again, is from him. So just confess any unthankfulness right now and thank him that he has shown it to you. That he's shown it to you before the consequences. And now thank the Lord. Be thankful. Think of things that you can already be thanking him for. Think of the the houses and cisterns and and vineyards and all the stuff that you have in, in your life and thank him for those. Begin the all the time now. That protection against that sin of unthankfulness. Build that wall up with a wall of thanksgiving. With a wall of things you, you know are from him. And that you're thanking him for. Build up that wall to protect you against that, that, that grievous sin of being unthankful. Just even now, start thinking of all the things that are from him. Think of your family, think of your spouse, think of your friends, think of your, your possessions. Think about, think about all the things that you've got and every single one of them is a good gift from your father. Build up that defense against being unthankful. If you've ever filled your mouth with grumbling, fill it now with thanksgiving. And again, don't just, don't just make, a, make a pledge, not just be thankful in here. Like if thanksgiving, if, if grumbling has come off of your lips to others, now go and, 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 and one, confess that grumbling to them and say, I shouldn't have grumbled, but also go and, and, and let thanksgiving flow out of your mouth to others. Now, are, are the people in your life more likely to have heard all the things that you're struggling with or all the things that you've been blessed with? That's a good sort of rubric. People who know you and have conversations with you. What is your, what is your heart spilled out to others to see? Will they see will, when they think of you, do they think, ooh, that, that person's really struggling. That person's got a lot that they, that they don't have. Or do they, do, they, do they know that is one thankful person 
Man, that person is giving thanks all the time. Let, make, make a pledge to the Lord now saying, that, that, that's who I want to be, Lord. That's who I must be. Father, we thank you so much, God, for, for your instruction, even your warnings this week as we've looked. You know, last few weeks we looked at the, the positives that come over. The, the, now, Father, to see the dangerous that, that happens when we are an unthankful people. Thank you, Father, for warning us of these things. Thank you for showing us the examples uh, and, then, and then calling us to see that so that we wouldn't, we wouldn't run into that, that dangerous threat of being unthankful. Thank you for showing that to us in our hearts. And, and thank you for Christ. I mean, we can, we can just fix our eyes on him and always be thankful. And we can see all the blessings that we have that have come to us because we are your children through him, Father. And, and that's going to build us up, God. So that, so that unthankfulness doesn't even have a hold. It doesn't even have a, it can't get a purchase in our heart anywhere. Because we have so much to be thankful for. We don't have any time to think about what we don't have. We're too busy laying out all the things that we do have in Christ. So Father, thank you. Thank you for your conviction. Thank you for your warning. Thank you for your friendly slap. Your rebuke, your discipline. Father, that it might grow at pleasing fruit of righteousness in our lives. That we would be a thankful people all the time. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.